Okay, so we're recording. So, th- so this is this is the first goddamn episode of the Sax Sound, where a couple <laughs> two motherfuckers who just talk about music all the time just come together and do all this shit. We were like, hey, why don't we record it? Um, primary focus is gonna be about uh shit happening in Sacktown, but. We were in the middle of talking about some other shit, and I was like, hold up, we just need to put the goddamn microphones on and start recording, because this is the whole reason why we made this goddamn shit. Facts. So, start off. We were first talking about the artist Logic. Yeah, so he had this interview very recently where he was talking about, he does not make music for the culture, he makes music for his, for his fans. And so, that started a very interesting conversation of, is it important to make music for the culture? Um, I would say yes. Yeah, you're saying generic answer. And but I mean, the main thing that I was gonna say is because the part that you that you said was, uh, oh, I've I've heard rappers talk about in the past of, I make music specifically for the culture, and I was like, and the thing that I the thing that made me stop and say, okay, we gotta start recording this because it'll be a deep ass conversation. (laughs) Was I was like. I've heard a lot of rappers say the opposite now, especially with all these rappers coming up, especially with the emergence of mumble rap. Um, I mean, you, I mean, you've seen like the two uh, real, I want to say, iconic interviews of of, of the mumble rap with uh, Lil Yachty and Lil Uzi Vert. Lil yeah. Uzi Vert's freestyle is like, oh, I don't want any of that old shit. Not that old shit. I don't fuck with the old shit. And then uh, Lil Lil Yachty basically saying like he doesn't pay respect to the old to the old heads, and yet they're still pushing the culture forward. Yeah. So yeah, this this is very true, and so it does come in like twofold because it's like one not respect for the OGs, and then so since then, I remember that um, Uzi Vert interview, and so since then Uzi Vert has had like a conversation, I guess, with DJ Premier, and then like DJ Premier was like, okay, he knows hella much about his history now. So since since then of the first interview, he did go back and like do his history, and DJ Premier was like, okay that's important and so he was saying it's not so much important not important but not blaming the fault on the younger artists but on the people they're signed to because he's with dj drama and he was like he wasn't putting information into the young man's hands so it is another part of like that where like people coming into the game they're like 16 17 18 years old and stuff like that and it's like when you're yeah, that yeah, young yeah. you're not you're not looking shit up at no, that point no <laughs> you're really only focusing on the shit you fuck with i mean if yeah. you think about i mean when i was 16 17 i was just focused on bass shit until yeah. like yeah until i took a class and like really like learned about this shit and was like okay well there's a lot i do not know holy fuck <laughs> <laughs> there's more to the game not not same, and, but no. Okay, so so okay, so my so when did that happen? How old were you when you first started looking up like other stuff, like um, researching the game? Um, I think the first time, like, cause I like I thought I knew my shit, mm-hmm. and you know I, I would do my own research, and I mean it was basically off my own experiences. But until I took this class at uh, San Francisco State with Dr. Davy D, who was part of the fucking hip hop culture growing up in Brooklyn and everything. Um, he was part, basically, on the ground floor, and he opened my eyes up to a whole plethora of shit I did not know about. Um, so I would say when I was, like, 19, 20, when I first took that one. And, and, I, and I think that's where it has to start, is you have to have that mentor just basically be like, hey, you don't know as much as you think you know, dog. And I think yeah. that's it for life, too. But Yeah. Nah, that that is true. So I guess that kind of... Uh, 
yeah, because I was thinking about like this, um, the this Royce Prime album. I'm thinking about where it's like he's been talking about where like old heads and young heads just shouldn't be arguing and stuff like that, and there should be like a more uh more family bonding, and that's how like we can push the culture forward. Like like you're saying, I mean, help push the culture forward because like exactly. you said, these younger artists they're definitely pushing the culture forward, regardless if they don't know their history yeah. or whatever. And regardless if yeah. you don't like mumble rap, it's still yeah. pushing the culture. It, culture yeah, forward. and that is regardless fact, and that's and that's where I also was like. Where I like I listen to other people who are like our age and stuff like that, which for people who don't know listening, like I'm personally 25 years old. Um, Wes, you're I just turned 24. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> people know we're old. Not not no, but but people who are like are our age and stuff like that because we we listen to music like when we were like hella young in the car, they were still playing like big pun on the radio and stuff like that, and like oh who people respect now is like oh Jesus, and we kind of like witnessed people turn into like. Um, lean with it, rock with it, and shit like that, and people were, like, more dancing, and we were, like, and so then it turned into this, and so we're kind of we're coming, looking at it in, like, a different perspective, and so, but when I hear people are, like, 25 and be, like, yo, like, I really only fuck with, like, Pac and, like, Big Pun, like, like, Migos and, like, 21 Savage, I don't fuck with none of that shit, it's, like, but, like you said, they're pushing the culture forward, like, you can't just, like, block out all this shit and be, like, none of the new shit is good. Exactly. And like we grew up in the time where I feel like it was harder for hip hop to get on the radio. You would have to like find those certain stations to actually get it, hear it on the radio. And now we're at a point where there's specifically radio stations dedicated to old school hip hop. And it's just kind of just kind of weird, like how much it's just kind of how much has just kind of progressed. But going off what you were saying, remind me what you said. <laughs> the uh. Short term memory. Let's see I know, if we got it. <laughs> okay, so what I was talking about was oh, saying basically saying that you but you only do fuck with the older ones, but yeah, you got to be able, but you got to be able to open yourself up to new shit. You can't be an old head already where you're like, oh no, I don't fuck with anything else. I mean, it's gonna be crazy to see where this genre goes yeah. in the next twenty to thirty years, and of course, there's gonna be motherfuckers saying it same now as as it always been. It's like, oh, I was there when. You know, you first heard the Migos when you first heard this or anything. And, you, and I just think it's kind of dumb to close yourself off to the new shit. Even even though, I mean, I'll, I'll admit it's not my favorite. Yeah. But still, but you still have to admit that the Migos kind of go. And yeah, you still have to go. admit that there's like some Uzi Vert songs and stuff that's fucking get stuck in my head and I can't get out. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of stupid not to, not to expose yourself to it. Yeah, definitely. If you do fuck with hip hop. Yeah, you don't want to be on the bad side of history. Like this is like this is a story. Like I was just, I just, I just was hip to recently. Um, Royce the Five Nine was telling the story of um, cannabis. He did not fuck with Eminem or Royce when they came out. He was just like that new sound is whack. Feel me? And it's just like to be like past so passed down the line. It's just like why would you? say that why would you say that feel me and so i don't want to be like <laughs> exactly. not and not just be not to be like on a like oh i want to be like socially accepted by everybody and stuff like that but like so like i don't fuck with it because it's new that's the reason i don't fuck with it like if you if you generally hear an album because there is bad projects coming out right now for a fact so if you oh. generally hear like if you're still open to it and hear a project and be like yo i tried to fuck with it but it was still whack as fuck Exactly. I mean, with how easy it is to actually get your music out there and how easy it is to just how every step of the process has just been made easier, how how much how much more shit is out there has just multiplied tenfold. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> so you got to be wary. <laughs> yeah, you got you. You have to be. You have to be. I was. That's all we're saying. <laughs> you have. You got to be. You got to be. Uh, be cautious when you're out here googling shit and looking up. You don't know what the fuck is gonna come oh, up. Oh, you. Are, you always got to be cautious when you Google. <laughs> yeah, Google anytime, especially YouTube. YouTube's like the visual Google. Fuck. Yeah. That's well, deep. My yeah, my nine year old brother. That's all he does is just YouTube shit. Oh, that's all all kids do, dude. Yeah, TV is dying. Like all this shit, TV's <laughs> dead. YouTube is the fucking Twitch. Between YouTube, Twitch, and all this shit, it is just taking off. Like, oh my gosh, you saw. I mean, you saw the whole thing where Drake started talking, not talking. He uh, hopped on that uh, one Fortnite streamer, uh, yeah. Ninja, and he shattered that shit. And now. Uh, Two big YouTubers, Jake Paul and KSI, they're gonna box and shit, and that's gonna break live stream records oh and pay per view records. Like the form of entertainment is changing like a motherfucker right now. Like you don't even know. You really don't. It's it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, I wanted to go so back for a little minute. Um, just talk about like music and stuff like that. As far as talking about like the internet, as far as like being cautious of finding some bullshit on the on the internet me and my teacher were having a conversation today because he's like you know he's been in it since like they were recording on tape and vinyl and studios and shit like that and then now to 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 record on DAWs so I was just asking him I was like yo like now we do have the ability to record on DAWs like I can have a piano I can have a violin I can have a trumpet I can have a drummer all with just MIDI controller um but Back in the day, if you wanted to have all of those instruments, you would have to hire everybody. And so at the same time, everybody was like a profession F at that skill. Feel me? Like, I'm a professional violinist. I'm a professional trumpeteer. I'm a professional drummer. And so it kind of added a, um, a, a high level of craftsmanship with the ability to, to play all the instruments. Now, I feel like the, the craftsmanship is almost... You can't be a proficient violinist. You can't be a proficient uh, trumpetist. Most Nine times out of ten, people are like, okay, pianist. And then just using that to play all the other stuff. So I would just like, how do you feel like where things are and where do you think things are going? He was just saying that like technology has made it very easy to put up music out. And so that has essentially caused the craft of musicianship to go down. But the craft of musicianship is going to last forever. That's the reason people are still playing Bach. People are exactly, still, yeah. exactly. It's going gonna, it's gonna to evolve. Yeah. Like, I mean, just from... I mean, you can think back from the 1500s with the Gregorian chant and how yeah. music was basically just a simple do re mi fa so scale, uh, uh, and it was basic as fuck. Like it yeah. wasn't it wasn't even like that range. Like yeah, not like, even seven uh, notes sometimes. Like uh, <laughs> and you hold that shit. For the that whole was thing. the way it was. Dude, and that's called a Gregorian chant. It's like that, and just and just seeing how it evolves. I mean, it's always gonna evolve. I mean. Yeah. If if you have, if I mean if you want to take all the music production to the next level, I mean you can look at EDM and basically how they've changed it and morphed it to the to the crazy scene that it is today that I have not really deep di- deep dived into, so I can't really speak on it. Yeah, shout out to the EDM producers. You ever yes. seen like a picture of one of their studios? Yes, dude. It looks like a fucking like laboratory. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I would go in there and not know what the fuck to do, like. <laughs> No, yeah, definitely shout out to EDM producers. Shout out to Europe. Shout out to all them motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, you, dude, UK has, like, I don't know what is in the UK water, but they have, like, honestly, I think some of the dopest artists right now. Really? Yeah. I Because th- they have, I'm trying to think who they have. They have Off Bat Georgia Smith, who is, like, one of my favorite R&B singers Yeah, you right showed now. me that song. I fucking, I still bump that song, like, every Yeah. Minute. Then, oh, uh, 
fuck. I'm going so brain dead right now. But they have a couple of like R and B singers. I think especially in the R and B field, they have one chick, um, Savelle Deska. I know she's not from like the UK, but she's from like just over the waters and stuff like that. Like the R and B scene in general, I think that's being like very slept on. I feel like it's gonna be bigger this year, especially with last year. I think SZA and Daniel Caesar's album being I was about so to say, big. Where is he from? Daniel Caesar's from Canada. That's what I thought. Okay, dude, I don't know. Personally, American R and B singers are not doing it for me right now. Dude, Canada is blowing the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, they are producing some fucking hot acts. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what comes out of because I don't know if Daniel Caesar's from Toronto, but I know Canada is so big. I want to see what comes out of other shit like some. Have you heard of uh, Sixty Six Glam? That sounds familiar. They are dope. Or are they from Toronto as well? Or? They are from Toronto. We got. I'm um, pretty sure they're from Toronto. Yeah. How I'm big up, is fucking Toronto? Here, let's look. Population of Toronto. If anybody <laughs> listens to this in Toronto, shut. Send us the population. We're not trying to be ignorant. Yeah, we just literally don't know. Of Toronto. Population of Toronto. Because there's a lot of you spell Toronto I, way I wrong. The T and the Y are right next to each other. Six, Six million, million people. people. Damn. Damn. Okay. It's the largest city in Toronto. Okay, so we can. I mean, Canada. It's the largest see. city in Toronto. Toronto's the largest city in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> so we can see why y'all got a lot of people coming out. Okay. Oh, it's also the Greater Toronto area. So it's basically like Sac. Like <coughs> Sac's got it people, and then it's Greater Sac area. So that would include us over here and stuff. So it's like it's like the L.A. of Canada yeah. or some shit. Yeah. LA again. I mean, it really is with the people that they're putting out. And... LA puts out hella people. So oh, on LA's, Sac- LA's on Sacramento, just a on its own. Sacramento got some dope shit. Sacramento, um, a couple Sacramento artists just came back from South by Southwest. Who? Um, let's go. Let's go into some details. Who yeah, did? the Weirdos Crew. Mm-hmm. Who I know, Malik. Hopefully we can get the weirdos crew up here one time. That would be dope. Yeah, that'd be dope. The rest of them I don't know, but they... yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the whole master plan of this is definitely yeah. to uh, basically not only put sack artists on, but put sack artists on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have them come through and so they can personally talk about their own because I don't know what they're up to. No, you know, they they some secret. No, nah, but they do have they should it's have a, a vlog coming out from the South by Southwest, which I'm very much excited to see. Okay, they said that they um. Made some dope connections and they're bringing it back to Sac Town and stuff like that. So you know, a a win for you know them. So it's like a, a win for all of Sacramento. And then um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't. There's only like six or seven people in the crew and stuff like that. They got a DJ, rapper, it's like they got so a soul, whole shit. Going off of what I mean, we're definitely gonna get more details about who's who's who in the Sac scene and all that. But yeah, one thing that we have been talking about, I know me and you, and that you were saying about. The weirdos bringing connections back to Sac yeah. is basically the hotbed of Sacramento. How basically mean you're talking about how Atlanta wasn't Atlanta, but Atlanta was still Atlanta. Like, yeah, it wasn't as big on the scene, and but it still had talent and still had all this stuff, and that's how we feel like Sacramento is. We feel like Sacramento is going to start to blow up. I mean, it's starting to like get some recognition with Mozzie and and other acts and stuff. Yeah, but. We feel like we're on the cusp of a very big Sacramento scene blowing up soon. Yeah, this we feel like this, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and we are just here to like almost catalog, like the event of things. 
know. Exactly, exactly. So besides the weirdos, who else would you say is big in the Sacramento scene right now? Phil Harmonic. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. His his shit is so dope. Um and then saw on the music sign, his his I don't know if it's his biggest single or whatever the fuck, but his song Neon Lights is definitely one of my favorite songs right Just now. The music video concept of that one was very dope. Fire. Fire. Very dope. If he I don't know if he directed it himself or whatever, but I don't know. My vibe is he seems like a hands on artist. Yeah. Um He definitely seems like that. I get that bad too. Yeah. And I I like I don't know. I mean, just recently, Snapchat had the whole like VCR filter, basically. Oh yeah, and yeah. just the fact that he had that in his video, like before that shit came out, because you know that shit's gonna like come back in full effect now. Yeah, that shit's huge. I have I have an actual tape player just because of that. Really? Nah, no, I mean not not because of that video, but just like oh, I just I just always love that effect. So I was it just is. like, it's a dope effect. I don't I don't like emulators just like on um on on ableton they could have a um a vinyl emulator i was like i have actual vinyl records why would i get a vinyl emulator exactly so i was just like um let me get an actual tape a tape recorder so i got a vcr and we can record videos and shit like that so fuck emulations and fuck effects our shit comes out like that because it's actual <laughs> on tape it's actually that shitty okay? <laughs> this ain't post-production <laughs> we went out and found one of the five people who still has one of these and bought it for 10 bucks off him <laughs> that's what production is you know finding the resources that you have but, Shit, yeah man. so um but yeah yeah he's he's um philharmonic super dope he's multi-instrumental oh yeah but also on the um what would you say on the on the political side with the Sammies? The Sammies is a Sacramento award show that gives awards to Sacramento artists every single year. Really? This year it got canceled because of artists like Philharmonic, Hobo, um, Hobo Johnson, and a couple of other people. So I want we'll to get back, we'll get back to yeah. Hobo Johnson in a second, but continue, yeah. continue. Yeah, we'll get to him. And so a couple years ago, I went to one. And there was an artist named Zaya Bell, super dope. Um, she performed there. She's still making music right now. Um, and she won like the R&B category. And so she, when she got her award, she took the time to say, I am the first female, or I think she's, I don't know if it's first female and black, or just I think first, but she definitely first black or first female and black person to win in the R&B category. She's like, how does that make any sense? And our, yeah, feel me. So off the bat, it was just like, okay, this is kind of weird. And like I said, or me and me and Wesley were having the conversation of just like when I went, it was like one hip hop category, one R and B category, and then like nine different rock categories. Is is that how the Sammys are? Yeah, that's how the Sammys okay. are. And then there's a reggae category, and then like all the reggae bands were white. I was just like, we ain't got one. One, Re- one reggae one band. Reggae. Yeah. It's like, I was like, so this shit is kind of weird. Feel me? And so... so is, did it go through like the... I mean, it obviously went through the same sort of controversies that Grammys and Oscars have gone through recently because it, it didn't just like change it. It just straight up got canceled. Right? Yeah. So Phil Harmonic and Hobo Johnson were both nominated for awards. And they, I think I had... I think they had asked them to perform or whatever. And they were just like, we're not even going. We don't oh, want damn. like we don't want the award. We don't want to go. Feel me? We don't support you. And they were, I feel like they were... And this, I'm looking at this like post of reading all about stuff. So I, what I assume is that they were very like active on their social media about why they were not going. And so I think so many other people were like, we're not going either. The Sammy's just had to cancel this year. 
So yeah. yeah, that's that's super cool. Um so shout out shout out to um to Phil Harmonic, feel me? He's yeah. like a dope ass person. Yeah. And Hobo Johnson. I mean, yeah. especially in that aspect. I mean Yeah. On one, on, on one hand, I do I, I I don't feel some of his music, but on the other hand, you could also kind of say like he's still pushing the culture forward in a way. Yeah, because because yeah, uh, his rap style is very unique. You, I've <laughs> never heard unique. no one rap like that. Yeah, I've ne- I, I've it's it's you're right. Um, it's it is unique. I've never heard anybody rap like that. No, it's, it, it's, it, I don't want to say it's not like ear friendly because that's what I'm trying to say. I'm I'm trying to say it's. Your ears not because with all the like super melodic and just like very cookie cutter stuff we we always hear mainstream. Yeah. Him on the beat the way the way that he does is very is very different and you're not used to it. But he he owns it though. Yeah. What I what I do and this is this this is what I do like about his style. I feel like if I saw it written on paper, feel me, and I didn't just hear him rap and I just read it, I feel like his lyrics are very, like, genuine. Yeah. And, like, it comes from himself. It's, like, especially on Mama's House or Mama's Home with the one with Phil Harmonic. Yeah. And then, like, even his his other ones, he is doing his thing, you know, um, with that. Like I said, um, my one issue with him is that um, the Oak Park thing. The Oak? The Oak Park thing. It's just, it's oh, just, Oak Park. Yeah, oh. the Oak Park thing. It's just It's just that... Just, just having this is why I didn't want to. No, not not that I didn't want it. So I'm gonna be very clear. Just having a couple friends from Oak Park, feel me, and then just him, I guess, repping Oak Park so heavily. He's not actually from Oak Park. He's from Loomis, and Loomis is very far from Oak Park. And so, that's just my only issue. Are we getting into? That's more. That's more too poli- rough for our first podcast. <laughs> probably. That's more. That's more political. That is. But, like we said, we do have to pay respects for... I mean, granted, every artist has their issues. Yeah. We have our issues. No artist, is, no artist has ever been perfect. Exactly. And, like we said, like he did, he did do the right thing with the Sammies. Yeah. And... So he's, he's, he's building a way. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's... He, he's I fucks with him. I if fucks was, with him, too. If I was ever in person. If he All around. Cool guy. Cool guy. Then I podcast. think... Who else is in Sacramento? There's Abstract Ninja and yes. Chewy. Um, Travis? Travis. The one dude you showed me. Oh, Tavis. Slice. Yes, Tavis. Yeah, sorry. Tavis and the Minority Crew. Yes. Yeah, yes, so yes. Um, I got put on there by this classmate named T. Ratchet. Um, and he was telling me about these two guys um, from the Minorities Crew. And they were just dope. There it is, dope. Especially um, Tavis has his video. I think what's just funny about Tavis is that he's from Carmichael, and I live in Carmichael, and that the apartment he shot his video from is like right around the apartment from me. So I was just I like, the, I thought the house was in Midtown. No, 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 yeah, that's the video slice. There's this oh, yeah. other video I got to show you called yeah. Sixty Forty. Okay. And that video is like shot right around the corner from me. So I was just like, granted, I probably other people feel like this. Like maybe because Sac, we don't have a lot of this, but when when I get to see our town in a music video that's a good music video and dope music, I get super fucking excited. That's why Lady Bird was such a hit here in Sacramento. I mean, Oscar nominated movie. I mean, everyone here feels like it was slighted and uh, didn't didn't get the recognition to deserve at the officers because it didn't yeah. win anything. But a lot of that a lot of that movie, Hollywood premiere movie, uh, you know, featured whatever. 
words. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of it was shot in Sacramento, and it paid respect to Sacramento a lot. So, yeah, we definitely do not have that here in Sacramento. No, nah, there's there's loyalty here, and I think that's the reason I like I just personally as an artist don't want to leave here. Is there's such a vibe here? I think there's not a whole bunch to do here, so I think a lot of people are like actively looking for things to do here and music like fire a, i feel like there's a lot to do here then i'm probably just sleeping as like, as like an outsider where Cause my, my friend my friend tells me that like he was like nah bro there's stuff to do here and then like but nah nah i, I guess i am lying because the snr does say hella shit to do you just gotta i will i will, you know I, will say, I will say one thing there's so many goddamn restaurants here so yeah. many like good ass food places up here yeah it's not even funny that is fact <laughs> that is fact i you know what it is here look the, in in San Francisco, you can you can literally walk out your house and be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do tonight, and walk into some shit. Yeah, and you can Sac- just walk around. Yeah, in Sacramento, you gotta look for that shit. True, and that's I guess like the only thing. But the thing is, you're right because it is here. Because if you find it and if you go, it's not that's not gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, but you just have to Google it. Or you just maybe gotta put like, in the effort. Yeah, you gotta like, put in the effort. Exactly. And for those that don't know, first of all. I'm West, go by West Side of the Earth, Snipes, whatever the fuck you want to call me. I'm originally from the Bay Area, uh, moved up here to Sacramento about three, four years ago, and fucking fell in love with it ever since. And especially especially someone coming from the Bay Area, you have, you have growing up in the Bay Area, you have a very uh, sour look of Sacramento. Um, yeah. The only, time you ever, <laughs> the only time you ever go to Sacramento is to, if, if you do have family out here, you visit them, or... You go to the state capitol for a eighth grade field trip or something. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the only reason you ever go to Sacramento. And when I told everybody, like, yeah, I, I live out in Sacramento, they're like, oh, why you live out there? Like, but <laughs> but once you get out here, you realize how dope it actually is out here. Yeah. And granted, I understand why people say it's bad, especially if you grew up here. I mean, it's your hometown. But but here, look, I think that's I think a part of it is that uh, because my name is No Love, I'm originally also from San Jose, but I moved here in the fourth grade. And so I don't, so I came to Sacramento with just like my family, who me like, I'm not, all my like, all the people outside of my family, all my cousins and stuff like that, still in the Bay Area. So it was like me, my mom, my brother, my grandma, and then my dad had already lived up here. They were, they were uh, split already. And so, and then even on my dad's side, he's from, like his family's in the Bay Area. So all my family's in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. So so I come up here and I'm just like, I mean, granted, I'm still in the fourth grade. You're still learning. You still can't be going out doing hell of stuff in the fourth yeah. grade without your mom and stuff like that. Exactly. Like, I need a ride. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mom picked me up. I don't. Listen, I don't. I don't know the bus route yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the bus route yet, which sucks out here. So that's so yeah. one. The bus route sucks compared to the Bay Area. You can that's move true. in the Bay Area. It sucks out here. You can't even. So granted, be my dad because he was like, "Yo, light rail is dope out here. Light the light rail. Dope. Now it is. Okay." Yeah, now like it I is said, dope. Like I said, I've only been here for a couple of years. When I when mm-hmm. I when I when I was bound to uh, public transportation, the light rail was dope as fuck. <laughs> but you couldn't even get like like to CRC. You could like now you can get from here all the way to CRC. That wasn't even possible before. You can get from Folsom all the way to CRC now. I know that wasn't even possible before. Okay. Like once you once you get to Elk Grove buses, it sucks. If people who hear the people who listen to this work for like Sac RT, they need to fix that shit. <laughs> I promise you, they need to fix that shit. <laughs> But, but not trying to blast Sack RT, we appreciate that you're listening to our podcast for yeah. some fucked up reason. But <laughs> <laughs> we recognize that you're trying. 
Because, again, we couldn't get out to CRC before. And that's dope. We recognize that. So that's dope. Just keep doing what you're doing. And guys, I mean, shit, I think it's a good thing. And I've only yeah. been here three or four years. I mean, he's, 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 he's seen it change. But getting back to some hip-hop yeah, shit back, that we're supposed back, to be talking back about. Back to that shit. Back to that shit. So, what were you talking about, though? All right. Short-term memory. Let's see if we got this. All right. Let's see if we got this. <laughs> um... Oh, things to do in Sacramento. So okay, but all but all that to what say. Did, what did this have to do with? All the, okay, be, okay, because of this, my friend who's actually from Sacramento, who does not have either one of our experiences, who he's from Sacramento. His grandma owns land in Sacramento. He's okay. he has cousins he's in Sacramento. All, born. He's a Sacramento native. Okay, feel me. He's like, there's shit to do in Sacramento. Most definitely. He tells me that. He, he so he said. The only thing is that we need to add a little bit more all-age venues in Sacramento. So that's why, shout out to Silver Orange or shout out to um, Cafe Colonial for having all-age concerts and stuff like that. But he was like, there's stuff to do in Sacramento. So, yeah. So as far as artists looking out for venues and shit like that, they're trying. And the, yeah, and the, the mayor has this, um, this team called uh, Creative Edge. And they're like a team dedicated, appointed by the mayor to increase the arts efforts of Sacramento. Damn. So the mayor is behind increasing art in Sacramento. Way to go, mayor. Way to go. Hey, did Don't. you notice that clap made it sound like there's more people in here? <laughs> like, there was a third person there. We could have sold it that there was a third person here. Like, hey, there shout is. out to Jimmy in the back for clapping. He is. He's our mixer. <laughs> sure. Shout out to Jimmy for mixing the track. Jimmy! All right, so what else? So what else is is popping? Just like in music, have you have you heard any good music this last week? This last week, which I have talked to you about, and there actually is controversy now that I've looked into it. I heard the song. Let's you talk heard? about it. Lil Dicky's Freaky Friday. Yeah, I thought that song was fucking hysterically funny. Yeah, but it's funny as you, as, as you, it's what it's funny. Okay, I've seen it for myself now. Yeah, because I know I know the first time that we talked about this, you haven't seen the video. Yeah, you you read people's opinions. Yeah, and granted, like as I started to, uh, fuck man, I just got I just I just had that chord stuck in my head the past week, not week, so the past it's couple freaky days. Friday. The it's song? Freaky Friday. I'm in Chris Brown. Chris Chris Brown could fucking sing his ass off. That motherfucker like, is like ah oh, dude. Like singing, I, dancing, um, rapping. The dude's fucking talented as that shit. Dude is. And that's, I think that's the reason why I like, I, because I did also hear that Chris Brown wrote his own verse. Chris Brown, he sings the shit out of that song. I honestly yeah. feel like it should be Chris Brown featuring Dicky. Probably, yeah. Um, but that whole, but that whole thing, I don't, I don't think it would have, I don't want to say well recepted, it still would have been recepted really good. I don't think, uh. More people, as more people would have found it if it wasn't Lil Dicky. Because when people see like Lil Dicky stuff pop up on YouTube and shit, they're like, "Oh, here's some funny ass shit." Yeah, I'm ready to watch this shit. Yeah, because you get in that mode of like, "Oh, it's gonna be some funny shit," especially with that whole intro. You're like, "Oh, okay," like, you know. Okay, so the intro confused me with with the dude because it. So how how we're talking about like culture and stuff like that, and like oh, we were talking about how earlier we were talking about how. Does Little Dicky want to be respected as like a real rapper, or does he want to be respected as a funny, funny guy. dude? Yeah, yeah. Especially with the intro, I I can't decide. Um, well, with one interview that I saw him with, he's like, "Well, why can't it be funny, but 
but if the content is also like dope and it has some bars, why can't it be? Why can't it be also a dope rap? Like, why does it? Why do the two have to be separate? And can, yeah. can we also consider that culture pushing? Or is that what? Yeah. Not, is that what rap is not supposed to be? It's not supposed to be funny. It's not that it can't be funny, because I mean, because I've I've heard shit by people and I've I've laughed. Some atmosphere shit is pretty funny. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's not that it can't be funny. I I just. I don't know. I, just, I guess it just reads as a question is, can it be both? I think that's just, is, can comedic rap? Because that was Childish Gambino's, like, a lot of people kind of, like, push that on him because he is a comedian. Yeah, and, 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 I, and, I, and at the time, he was on Community and stuff, yeah. being a funny dude. So people thought he was going to do, like, Lonely Island shit. He was like, nah, I'm a real rapper. Feel me? But at yeah. the same time, some of his shit is funny. Like, feel like some of, especially some of his, in his early work, it's just yeah, like, some of this some shit, is, shit feel me? So it's just like, now if he was doing that shit, it's like, okay, well, you really rapping, but you just have like, they call them, I mean, just punchlines. I mean, punchline, granted, I feel like the name is taken from comedy. Like, it's supposed to be like, funny or like, or witful or whatever the fuck. So I guess, like I said, I witty. Guess, yeah, witty. So I guess it just raises witful. the question, can it, can it be both? <laughs> feel me? Can it be a funny ass song and can it be real rap music at the same time? I mean, I think, I think Pillow Talk was a good, uh, was a good example of that. I mean, yes, it was funny as hell. That was an 11 minute song though. But it, fuck it. Granted, besides like the little skip parts and the stuff at the end where it's just like, where they're basically just talking to each other. When he's like in the, when he's like in the middle, like talking about, does earth go hard? Like there was some funny shit, not only funny shit, but some good ass lines in there. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I, I get, so Grant, so that there's some good lines in there. Right, mm-hmm. it's funny. So is he? So that's what I'm saying. Is is that a rap song or is he doing musical theater over a hip hop beat? Because hmm. that, because I mean, if that shit was a play, I mean, which YouTube is like the new plays. We're not doing plays. I mean, granted, people are doing plays right now. That is very fact. Mm-hmm. But like, that would be like musical. Shout out to theater. God with the wind. That was a really good play that I saw recently. Oh my <laughs> god, was that was that was it as long as the movie? Oh fuck yeah. Did you go there out of like pleasure or pain? Like, what made you go there? Um, out of obligation. Out of, that's what I mean. Not not obligation, but uh, to support to support family. I shouldn't have said pain. That made yeah. it sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not pain. Some of them are really funny to watch, or real, or really good watch. Um, but I mean, I think whenever you get like Little Dicky in general, yeah. I mean, besides like some of his mixtape stuff, like have you ever heard? Uh, have you heard of Russell Westbrook on the farm? No, and that's probably a reason why I yeah. don't. I only know his singles. Yeah, I'm making that clear. Um, I mean, he raps over uh, off of one of Drake's beat from uh, his biggest album before Take Care. Yeah, from Take Care, he raps over a beat from Take Care, and um, basically murders that shit. It, it's a really good fucking song. Talks about. Somehow the come up of Russell, Russell Westbrook, I don't know how, but it's not funny. It's just like a real serious thing yeah. and how it relates to his come up and stuff. And it's a really good song that way. Um, but whenever it's like his, basically his like YouTube videos and like his singles, they they are a performance. They are a whole project. Like yeah. there is so much thought behind each one. Yeah. Like between professional rapper, Save That Money, Pillow Talk, uh, Freaky Friday, there is like so many like smart premises behind each one. And dude, dude got a marketing degree, so he got he know what he's doing. Exactly. This so dude. I guess I guess like in the age of um, singles and playlists, you know, what I'm saying like 
in 2018, it's like you could be even even if it was not comedy rap, feel me? Like even if you put out, if you have an album, say 12 tracks, and nine of the tracks are hard body as fuck rap, just like hard, not even singing hooks or whatever. But then you have three tracks like you're singing like Adele on there, and those are your singles. And then you're like, that's all. These are all the songs that you're pushing. Feel me? People gonna be like, you a singer, bro? You ain't you ain't a hard body rapper because that's not what people are hearing. And so it's like almost at the same time, those are the songs that you're putting out. So it's like that's what you want to be seen as. So it's almost but, like why not put out hard? If if you wants to really be a hard body ass rapper and be be like respected as a hard body ass rapper, why not make those the singles as well? Because the hard body rap market is flooded. There's so many dope dudes who could just rap their ass off. And there's so many dudes trying to come up who will rap the fuck out of like you. If you just try to put one out. I'm not saying you in general, but I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. No, there's some rappers out there. Yeah. There's there some, are ra- some, some vicious ass. Exactly. Some, some chop your head off ass rappers out there. Yeah. There's like DNA disaster status motherfuckers yeah. out there that will just wreck you. And I, and I, and I feel like. That's why he was smart, like with his marketing degree and stuff, is to find that niche that he talks about of being able to find the people that are gonna fuck with him for this one reason. Yeah. And the people that are gonna stick around will also, like fucking me, are gonna find out that he can also just wrap his ass off. So it's like, okay, so I guess it's like almost like, I mean, you're right, because it is marketing. So I get you with this song, and then you met you peep out my other shit, and then yeah. you see I got this other shit too. Exactly. I mean, I feel like that's what a lot of artists try and do. I feel yeah. like that's what every artist should try and do yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. Like you can't just like in your comfort zone. You can't just fucking have the interview like talking talking about your favorite shit that everyone want to watches if they don't want to watch you in the first place. Yeah, is, is, feel what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you. So, so you're saying that, oh, which is which is always a true thing. The versatility. He's playing to his versatilityness, which I don't think is a word, but it's versatilityness. Versatilityness. <laughs> Little Dicky's not versatile. He's got versatilityness. Versatilityness? Yeah. It sounds like fertilityness, but. How, how come you can say a word better than I can that I just invented? Because I got versatilityness, dog. Damn! <laughs> Damn! I don't even know what to say to that shit. <laughs> what are we at right now? <laughs> Where are we at right now? We are at, I don't know, like 40 minutes or some shit. I mean, I feel like at this point, we've kind of been talking more about just stuff that's happening in general in the hip-hop scene. Yeah, which um, is good. Yeah, which is good. I mean, especially for our first one. I mean, we're going to be... We haven't really necessarily found our complete, like, our plan, like, what we're going to talk about. I mean, fucking, you look at other podcasts. They have intros, uh, all this shit. Like, they got sponsors and all this stuff. Like, fuck fucking... Shit. Fuck, fuck that sponsors. shit. Fuck that sponsors. We just when, want... Well, all we want right now is we want Sack to fuck with us, and we want Sack artists to fucking get put on by this. It's not yeah. necessarily we're in it for our own gain and shit. We're in this for Sack. Like, yeah. we fuck with Sack. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, everything. I feel like... I mean, but also, like, one one of them that I really... One podcast which made me really want to start this one was, like, the Ill Mind podcast, and they're just like... I mean, not to pay, like, we have the basis of ours around this one, but they're like, we don't have a schedule plan. Speaking of ill minds. Ill minds? Ill mind or ill minds? Ill, ill minds, minds of Hobson. Ill minds. What, does he have some new shit? Um, yeah. He's got number nine out, I think, now. God. Man. It's a fucking lot of ill mind of Hobson's. I haven't heard some shit from Hobson since... The funk volume shit broke up. 
I don't even know if Funk Volume's still a label anymore, whatever the fuck, but ever since that it, happened. If so, it's only Dizzy Wright's on it. Dizzy Wright's dope as fuck. I Dizzy Wright. Shout out. Shout, shout out, out to Dizzy Wright. Hey, Rice. shout out to you for knowing who Dizzy Wright is. Oh, I fucking yeah, fuck Dizzy with Dizzy Wright. Yeah, Dizzy Wright's a hard Dude, body as fuck. I saw, I saw him in concert. That was dope as fuck. How was that? It was good. I mean, you already said it, but. Yeah. <laughs> was, it was, was it with Funk Volume or just by himself? It was with. I think it was just Dizzy and uh, Hobson. I mean, I got there late. Benton might have been on or something. Yeah. Or. um. Benton's got bars. Benton's got bars. I forget um, what he's about to. I think he just signed a P. Diddy. I'm not P. Diddy. Uh, Master P. Really? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. I Good think Master P is starting to like uh, reboot the No Limit label, and Jaron Benton's like one of the flagship artists. Good, he should be. Yeah, Jaron Benton's got Jaren bars. Benton's got. Oh. That's what the motherfuckers that I'm talking about. Like, if you yeah. just want to go out there and just try and make your name as a hard body rapper, you got to go against Jaron <laughs> Benton and all these motherfuckers. <laughs> but it's, the thing is, here, look, rap is a competition at the same time, but at the same time, it's about pushing the creativity and artistic place in a new in a new way. Feel me, like. Like, um, how do you say, like, uh, like ASAP Rocky, feel me? Like ASAP Rocky on a trap beat is like, he's, he's, he's so smooth, feel me? That's what I'm saying is like, he's not out, like out rapping people in the technical sense, feel me? As far as like, like, like four, four, like four, four with logic, feel me? He's like, from a technical point rapping his ass off feel me mm-hmm. like yeah 44 and 44 more yeah i at, at some parts i can't i literally can't even understand like the first time i li- I was like i can't even understand this part he's rapping <laughs> so fast yes i literally do not know what he's saying right now yeah i feel like yeah yeah so Continue. so rapping your ass off has been done eminem did that shit Wrapping your ass off is not nothing new. At this point, I feel like it's almost, it's, what kind of different styles and flavors can you bring to this shit? Sure. What kind of, what kind of how is your sauce different from somebody else's sauce? Especially with like so many people doing trap beats. If you want to find a trap beat, man, it's so fucking easy. And so it's like, if, if the beats aren't varying, the artist got to vary. And exactly. that's, I feel like artists like Uzi and Future and Migos. Yeah, I feel me like, they're like yeah right even joey badass yeah. even joey badass on a trap track don't he sound like joey badass they they each got unique flavors and shit and that's i feel like what kind of made the 90s dope is that like granted be they're a little more brutal whereas like if you sound like me i'm gonna punch you in your face don't <laughs> don't i promise you if you sound like me don't I'm bite a, my shit <laughs> yeah I'm a, I'm a, it's bad now it's like oh if you sound like me let's do a track together it's like so it's it's different and that culture is like and granted be i feel like that's kind of cool because having people punch each other in the face like a lot of rappers back then like collaboration wasn't as like open and shit back then oh hell no so i like i do like that the more collaboration but i don't like the aspect of hearing one rapper and being like oh who's this new artist i'm like oh he sound like travis scott oh who's this new artist oh he sound like migos i don't like that no i definitely do not and the fact and there's been a like a lot of like new people coming up like um a lot of the littles. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why there's so many littles. Little Zan, little like they all started like kinda like sounds similar. I heard Little Zan shit on Tupac recently. I haven't checked I, out the interview. She called him boring. That's lame. And then I, I don't know who was a smart one to do this. I think it was genius or somebody. They took all these artists reacting to that, like Travis Scott and all yeah. these dudes, like being like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And I, I forgot, I feel like I was fucking with Little Zan. Oh, do you know why? Because I the I fuck with um, bumble rappers who are sober. 
because I feel like there's not enough good influence. But at the same time, it's like almost like I'm sober, but I fucked two bitches on my on, on your grandma's porch. So it's just like it's a it's a hit and miss. Feel me? I mean. But, yeah, still that's doing a, it sober though. Yeah, you're still but. doing it sober. And so, granted, be that just I, means you got more game. In yeah, my, in, my, <laughs> in my eyes, to be honest. So I, 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 I do like that. So I, that that that. Like I guess because because, like I said, people know our age, but people who are like 15 and shit like that, they slapping little Zan, they slapping little Yachty and shit like that. They're slapping little Peepard right now. Yeah. So I do like I do like the fact they're like, hey, you know what? I don't have to do drugs and I can still be cool. Just off that, I like that. I like that. But there's other shit where you're disrespecting your elders and shit. Nah, Tupac's not boring. That's, 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 no, 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 no. Yeah, that's the part where I was like, oh, okay. Why do you, why do you, so why do you think that is, especially almost because it keeps happening with, with younger, younger rappers disrespecting elders? Why do you think it continues to happen? I mean, Whenever a question like that comes up, something that I like to say is just remember when you were 15 or 16 or that age. And now imagine that you were that age and have fucking success for some fucking reason. But yeah, okay, but let me hear look. I guess, I guess. Why, why why does the disrespect just keep happening in general? I think, I think so. Maybe, maybe, maybe because like, let me tell you about a story when I was 15. So when I was... 15 were like what sophomores in high school yeah something like that we had a we had a um a project to read a book and talk about the antagonist and the protagonist of the book feel me (coughs) i was like fuck that project i don't want to read that book i want to read this other book and i had this history of hip-hop book and i read it and i did my history i did my project on that and so I learned all about this shit. And at the time, I was like a total backpacker at the time. Feel me? I was like um, Talib Kweli and most deaf is hip hop and Lil Wayne is rap music. Feel me? And there's a, like a clear distinction. Feel me? And like Lil Wayne doesn't make real hip hop. Feel me? At the time. Now I feel completely different. Feel me? But at the time, that's where I was. But but all that to say, I did do the research. Feel me? And then I did the project and I was like... Uh, Hip hop's their protagonist, and the, little the, Wayne's the antagonist. No, 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 no. I said no. I said I said hip hop itself, the entity, is the protagonist, and the music industry business is the antagonist. That shit was deep. She Damn. she failed me though. She was just like, you didn't do the project right. Hip hop culture is not a person. And I was like, "Fuck you!" But you, just I, I you, just don't think deep, you just don't think deep enough. <laughs> yeah, I was just, but also I also made it very like racially charged, and I was like, "White people ruined hip hop," and my teacher was white. <laughs> 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 she didn't like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I I I I changed. You know. I still agree with the music industry part, though. I still agree with that part. Yeah. That's one thing that uh, the uh, souls of mischief taught me. Go yeah. independent. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or just get the right deal. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, shout out to no. I'm, I mean, but uh, I'm getting the right deal is one thing. Yeah. But still, I mean, I feel like the music industry in whole because what I learned about the souls of mischief is they they had like one of the best deals out there. Like, 
a tribe called Quest was coming up to me and like, how did you fucking work that deal? Yeah. And it was because one of their dads was like a lawyer and shit. Like he knew what the fuck right. he was doing. Um, or it was their uncles or some shit. But um, but they had like one of the best contracts at the time. Yeah. But they still didn't have like the creative control or the stuff that they wanted. And when they like try to bring it up with them, they were like, oh, we're just not going to promote your next album. So that's not the best deal. Then. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's not the best deal. That's a... And that might have been the best deal at the time, but that's not a good deal in general. True. I mean, I don't know if it necessarily had to do with the deal, if it was, or if it was a relationship between them. I think it's. I think it's sometimes both because there's sometimes artists get signed to a label, and it's like the president's like, "Oh, I really fuck with you. I I super fucking support you, and I really like I really like you." And they sign that artist. And then something happens, and that president gets fired or moved, and then you have a new president. And the new don't president, fuck with you. Like, yeah, I'm try, they, like he's been, like they go on like those power trips. Yeah, like they, I'm trying to clear house of all the old shit. That yeah, or like I don't, I don't believe in your vision, or I don't. So it's like I'm not going to promote you as much as the other guy said he would. Okay. And now you're trapped in a, now you're trapped in a, in, in paperwork and you can't get out. That's true. So true. art was what I like is some artists getting around that. Some artists are going independent very much, very much. Oh yeah. And then other artists, it, it depends on. The paperwork, all that stuff is in the paperwork. Like, um, I'm not saying that their deals are like this, but what I'm seeing a rise of is artists, instead of being signed under a label, do partnerships with labels. Like 21 Savage, Russ, SZA. Yeah, they did really good on their partnerships, didn't they? SZA has, I think, the best split that I know of right now. And you so, and you already told me about like 21s and shit, and I thought his was like amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason he's like worth like 10 mil now and shit. Yeah. So like, um, this is on like everyday struggle. He was like, I, I don't have that issue that you were just talking about because like, it's not, I'm not bringing you a project and do you like it? Are you going to push it? It's like, no, nah, we're partners. I'm bringing you this. You are pushing it. And so that's like almost like the difference. It's like, like, like when 21 Savage dropped his album, there was no, he almost beyonce his shit. Feel me? There was yeah, no singles was, for yeah. his shit. He just dropped it. Feel and me? then Bank Account did become one? Yeah, Bank Account came after the came became a single after the album dropped. Feel me? That's true. Feel yeah. me? So it's like his he 21 Savage does what the fuck he wants. That's because of his deal. He has a partnership. He's not signed under. Would you say he's a savage? No. <laughs> <laughs> he kill he kill he killing this shit. Nah, he's smart. Yeah. Another October birthday. We share the same birthday. Me and 21 Savage. No lie. You know who I share birthday with? Who? Abe Lincoln. I got you beat. Fuck off. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a birthday with a dope-ass recording artist. I got a birthday with one of the best presidents of all time. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Fuck with me. Pretty cool. We've been, I just been noticing like we've been peeking every once in a while. Hopefully everything sounds cool. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Episode one. You know what I'm saying? Um, For the five people listening to this, let us know if it sounds good. Yeah, and if not, I mean, you can still let us know either way. <laughs> we ain't going to be rude and be like, fuck off, man. We, on top of, I think on top of, you know what, on top of building just relationships with artists, I want to build like a community because this is also about the the fans, people who don't make music, but want to know what's going on. Like, cause I was saying like, it's, it's, you have to look for the Sacramento, like, or like events and stuff like that. The people who are like, you know, fans of music and want to attend shows, we got to think about them too. Got to think about every aspect of it, not just yeah. not just the people coming in. 
that we that we hopefully will get into uh, do some recording and shit. But we also got to think about uh, like you said, the fans, and yeah. how is this gonna benefit them even more? Yeah, so without without them, I mean, we just some people, we just a bunch of people talking in a room. I mean, that's what we usually do, but now we're just recording it. <laughs> I know. It makes it seem so much more professional. It makes it doesn't seem like we're just being lazy. I know, right? <laughs> before, we would talk for like literally an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. And just be, and then we're like, okay, we got to get to work now. Yeah. Now, now, we're already getting, the, we already got to work. Yeah. <laughs> we done worked. <laughs> Apparently, I, this is what they call work. But actually, I need to get going because I got to go to real work. Yeah. <laughs> in I gotta go, I got I to gotta go shopping. All right. Well, thank you for turning into the first episode of Sack Sound. Please let us know anything that you would like us to talk about, anything um, that we need improvement on. If we are clipping, if we are sounding like some dumb motherfuckers. Um, you got socials? Yeah. Oh, I got socials? What's, what's your socials? Um, Plug yourself. 917. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, got a, oh. you got a New York area code? Oh, SSN. I was talking about my social security number. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Instant. Instagram uh, at the WB underscore project. Snapchat WB underscore production. Follow me. We will be posting more of the Snapchat stuff out there. Facebook, don't look me up. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, I don't really fuck with that right now. Maybe in the future. Oh, Twitter's dope. Is it? Twitter's dope. Is it? Yeah, it's dope. I just, I just don't want to. I just don't want more social media to sink my stupid time into. I think it's the most unfiltered social platform out there. Really? Mm-hmm. Good to know. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your socials? K N W L V on everything: Facebook, Insta, Snap. He fucks LinkedIn. With Twitter. Yeah, not, LinkedIn. Yeah, not, not, not on LinkedIn. <laughs> no, but no, just K N W L V. I got yeah on Twitter though too, and that and that's that's episode we're, one. And but, we're going to uh, figure out how to start getting this, start getting this podcast on more platforms like YouTube. We're we're gonna start filming this and put it on YouTube. We're going yeah. to start uh, putting this on Twitch. We're gonna we're gonna find more platforms to put this on. Um, you gotta tell me what the hell Twitch is after this thing. You know what Twitch is? Nah, but we we don't, we don't got enough time. We'll we'll talk about it after. I don't exactly. know what the hell Twitch is. But yeah, uh, let let us know uh, what we can talk about. Uh, if you know any more sack artists who are up and coming, um, if you know anything about that, let us know. We will uh, we will get to it. We will touch on it, and we will see you next week. Have a great fucking March. Later.